God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be also glad in it. Amen. Let us rejoice and be also glad in it. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Well, I dare say, even by me with this just little uh, simple greeting, you know, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I dare say someone out there or some of you may be saying, oh, yeah, this is another day. But what's so joyful about it? You know, what is to be so glad in it? Okay, well, if you are feeling like that, it could be an indicator of stress. Maybe you've got some stress going on in your life. And uh, everyone clearly understands today with all that's going on, there's certainly uh, uh, some reason to feel some uh, a modicum of stress. Okay, but we as Christians, we are, are not to be carrying that around. At least not any prolonged stress. We all have stressful times in our lives, but the question is, how do we, we deal with stress? Okay, how do we deal with it? And and we shouldn't be having stress for a good reason, because if you go to Proverbs chapter twelve, Proverbs twelve, verse number twenty-five, Proverbs twelve, verse number twenty-five, it says, "Heaviness in the heart of man makes it stoop, but a good word makes it glad." Heaviness in the heart of man makes it stoop, but a good word makes it glad. Amen. Amen. Now, all of us know that at times when we have stress, okay, even myself included, if I have stress, it does feel like a burden. Okay. And where it says there in the word of God, heaviness in the heart of man makes it stoop. You know, it's almost like you are stooping over as you're going about doing your thing. It's like you just burdened down your burden with such a weight on your shoulders. It does make you stoop, you know, but a good word makes it glad. Okay. So a good word, the word of God is something that makes our heart glad to get rid of that, that stress and to take that weight off of our backs, okay? Now, I guess you say, well, Pastor Mike, you know, that's easier said than done, okay? And the, the fact of the matter is, is that it is indeed something that we Christians, we need to work at doing, we need to work at, okay? So today's message is, is indeed is stress management, stress management. But I'm going to look at stress management the world's way, stress management the world's way, as compared to stress management God's way, okay? God's way. All right. So for starters, let's think about what it actually does to you. you know, as I said, it weighs you down. For stress also, it changes our, 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 our chemical makeup. You know, it makes us release more adrenaline. You know, and prolonged uh, re- release of adrenaline is not good for the body. It's not good for the system at all. Okay, it quickens our heart rate, you know, it raises our blood pressure, which is certainly not good, you know, and prolonged stress in your life can lead to long-term effects. So we know that it is not good. But in comparing them, okay, let's start with the world's way. All right? Start with the world's way. First of all, did you ever stop to think of it that the world's way deals with uh, stress after the fact? It deals with stress after the fact. That's the way the world does. In other words, when you're in a stressful situation, what the world is saying, now that you have stress, this is what you do. Okay, This is what you do when you have stress, after you have stress. Okay, So it's looking at, okay, you're already in this stressful situation, so now let's talk about how you're going to get out of it. And the world has many, many ways of telling you how to deal with stress. Okay? Seminars is one. Okay? Seminars are very, very popular. I know when I was uh, working in the world in, in, in management and everything, I can't count over the years how many management seminars I, I, I had on stress. You know, and We had all sorts of team exercises and everything, uh, uh, how to work together and what you should think on, uh, on how to eliminate uh, stress, you know. They talk about, you know, creating exercise plans, all right? Get down to a gym, you know, stick to it. Set a time of day in the morning and maybe in the evening when you get down to that gym. Or if you don't have a gym, if you're fortunate enough to have a, or, um, a treadmill or some sort of, sort of exercise bike at home to get on that and set yourself a schedule and get on that, get an exercise plan going, okay? The world talks about dealing with stress again after the fact is meditation. Okay, there are how many types of meditations that they talk about getting into. You know, along with that meditation, many times there are actually many, many, many books on self-hypnosis. You can actually sit down and go through a deep breathing exercise and actually, you know, start with the head and the arms down to your limbs or vice versa. Start with the limbs and work your way up where you're relaxing each body part. Okay, all of this is dealing with stress. Okay, and it talks about eating healthy. Okay, now there's nothing wrong with eating healthy. We should all. All, all eat healthy, but these are the things that the world kind of smoke on, uh, uh, kind of kind of focuses on. Okay, it talks about getting into a hobby, hobby, and t- talks about reading. All right, I remember there there were these metal um, uh, 
uh, uh, stress balls, they call them, two or three, and it came in a box, a, a fancily decorated box, and you take these uh, two or three stress balls and rotate them in your hand, roll them in your hand. Some of, their, some of them were hollow, so they gave off a sound, you know, kind of a, a, a dinging sound as you rotated them. Okay, and this was supposed to be healthy in, in relieving stress. We've also even seen the rubber, rubber uh, uh, squeeze balls, you know, the, the little rubber squeeze balls and, and all sorts of other, you know, rubber ducks or whatever little animals that they had that you can squeeze to, to eliminate stress, right? I recall uh, um, back during soccer season one time, there was a British gentleman who would get so upset at, during the soccer game that he would actually grab what, what was ever near him and throw it at the screen and breaking the screen. And so to relieve that kind of stress, what he actually did was he developed a, a rubber brick, a rubber brick, which enabled the viewer, if they got that hyper, hyper stressed over the game, they could grab the brick and throw it at the, uh, at the rubber brick and throw it at the TV screen. And they would, thereby, theoretically, that would eliminate the stress, okay? So we have many, many things, chanting, you know, chanting, oh, you know, you've probably seen that in movies or whatever, you know? And, and so all of these things, they, they, they've designed to eliminate uh, 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 stress in our lives after you already have the stress. Even yoga, tai chi, and the whole nine yards, okay? But the thing with these kinds of, 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 uh, of uh, stress relievers, quote-unquote, is that they are short-lived. They are short-lived, okay? okay? They may last you for a season or whatever, but they, they, they are short-lived because why? Because they are absent God. They're absent God. Many of the secular programs, most of the secular programs that you see on stress relief do, do not talk about anything but dealing with God, about prayer or anything else, okay? So therefore, the world's stress relievers, the world's solution to stress management uh, is all of these things, but it's absent God. So therefore, they are short-lived. If these seminars, if you stop and think about it, if these seminars, if you stop and think about it, if they had long-term results, okay, there wouldn't be so many of them. Why do you think there are so many programs and so many, so many gadgets and gizmos that you can buy to relieve stress? Because, because stress is an ongoing thing. It has not been eliminated. Okay, so therefore, it is short-lived. The world's way of stress management is indeed short-lived, okay, because it is absent God. Everywhere you turn, someone is advertising something on TV and in magazines. Now, again, I'm not saying that eating healthy and exercise is something that we should not do. I'm not saying that at all. You know, we need to eat healthy, we need to exercise and so on like that. It's good for our systems and it's good for our spirit too, okay? But, but if it's absent God, then all you're going to do is maybe you will relieve that stress for a short period of time, but it will not be everlasting, okay? Those stress relievers are absent God, okay? And again, while the world deals with stress after the fact, God's way shows you how to live to prevent stress, okay? To prevent stress from happening and from letting stress just take an uncontrollable hold in your life, okay? So the difference here, the basic difference here and the point of this message is that the world's way of stress management is short-lived because it's absent God, and God's way for, uh, uh, for stress management is something that becomes a, a part of your life so that the stress does not come on in the first place and does not become an uncontrollable part of your life, okay? So again, the world, the, the world's management is, is after the fact God's way is something that helps us to live a lifestyle to prevent stress from getting a hold of us and, and, and sticking hold and digging in, okay? And one of the ways that we do that is by knowing and understanding the Word of God and by meditating on the Word of God and understand what it's saying. And so with that, let's go in our um, Bibles here. And if you don't have your Bible, please hit pause. Please hit pause and go and get your Bible and then come back and then come back and join us, okay? Because it's most effective if you, if you can view these videos while you're going through the Bible with us, with us, okay? So you can see God's word for yourself. So you can't say, oh, that's Pastor Mike's words or that's Pastor Mike's ideas and thoughts. And I want you to see it for yourself where the word of God is saying what we're talking about here, okay? So we're going to start by going to Psalm 91. Okay, we're going to go to Psalm 91 and uh, see what the word of God has to say about this. Praise God. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Amen, amen. Okay, we're going to start here with Psalm 91, and we're going to walk through these words, and let's see, what is it that God is really, really telling us to do here? What is this psalm all about? Okay, Psalm 91, verse number one. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay? So, first place, let's just stop right there. He that dwells. Doesn't say visit. Doesn't say temporarily stop by quickly. It says dwells. Okay? If you dwell someplace, that's where you live. All right? Your home is your dwelling. Okay? Your home is your place of dwelling because you live there. You don't just stop by your home for a quick visit and then go on and stay for three months and then come back. This is where you dwell. So this thing, this is where you live. So he that dwells, he that lives in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the mighty, Almighty. So if you're abiding in God's secret place, okay, and what is a secret place? A secret place is a place, obviously, where no one else knows where you are. Okay? Right? A secret place is where you are being safely tucked away. The enemy. He that dwells in the secret place, that most personal secret place where God can just protect you, is, 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 shall abide, or abide again is to live, remember, okay? Shall live under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, what greater shadow than to be under than, than, than God himself, the shadow of the Almighty, okay? So this is where we need to start thinking about on a daily basis. You know, where is it that, that I am dwelling? Where is it that I'm living? Verse number two says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him, in him, in him will I put my trust. So talking about stress and everything, things that are going on today, you know, before that stress takes a hold of you, start thinking to yourself, well, gee whiz, I am a son of God. I am a child of God. And I'm going to live in a secret place. I'm I'm, I'm going to, to abide. I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress. Now, what is a refuge? Again, a refuge is a place of safety. A refuge is a place where you cannot be attacked. Okay, and, and a fortress. Obviously, you know what a fortress is. A fortress is a place there where where, where you are barricaded in, and you, you're surrounded by, by by good strong things where no harm can come, can come to you. It says that 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 um, he is my refuge and my fortress. So if God is your refuge and your fortress, then whatever is going on in your life can't can't touch you, right? Whatever the issues are, it it, it can't touch you. Don't be so worried about this COVID-19 because you are in, God is your refuge and he is your fortress. It says, my God in him will I trust. Now that's the big one right there. Underline that in your Bible if you don't already have an underline. Because do you trust God? Do you believe that everything that God is saying is true? Okay. Do you think that God is mighty enough, that he's big enough to keep you safe? To prevent you from being attacked and coming and, and, and falling under all of the negative things that are going on in the world around us today? Do you believe that? Do you trust God enough to know that if, if you are abiding in him and that he is your refuge, your place of safety, and he's your fortress, he's around you and protecting you, that there's nothing for you to worry about. Okay? Right? Right? And you wake up in the morning and say, I, I trust you, God. I trust you, God. You know? Whatever you have going on, and if you're viewing this on a Sunday, this tape on a Sunday, this video on a Sunday, whatever you have going on on Monday morning that may be troubling you, that may have you somewhat concerned, think about that scripture right there. Do you trust God? Do you trust God to bring you through whatever that situation might be that you're thinking about right now? Amen. Amen. He's your refuge. He's your place of safety. He's your fortress. He's your place of protection. Trust him. Trust them going into tomorrow morning. Amen? Even if you're not viewing this on a Sunday, whatever day you are looking on it, if you're worried about tomorrow or next week and the things to come, remember that. Do you trust God? And how much do you trust? Do you trust God completely to deal with whatever it is that you you have going on in your life? Amen? We continue in verse number three. Surely he will, he shall deliver thee from the, spa, from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Surely God will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. What is a snare? A snare is a trap. A snare is a trap. Okay? The enemy is out and all about. You know, what does the word of God say elsewhere? It said that the devil, the devil goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can destroy or devour. Okay? Well, the devil tries to set traps for you, tries to, to, uh, to set snares for you. Okay? But this word of God here is saying that he shall deliver you from it. Okay? Okay. Okay. Matter of fact, the person or, or situation that is trying to trap you, maybe that person will actually wind up getting caught in their own trap in the process of them trying to snag you. I mean, you're a child of God. You've got God working for you. You've got God fighting for you. Amen. Amen. So, so whatever you're wrestling with, remember, 
It's not your battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. Okay? The battle belongs to the Lord. All that's going on around us, this is God's battle. You're a child of God. He's going to protect you. And the battle is his, so, so we need to stop struggling. You know, stop trying to do it ourselves. Just remember that we are in his hiding place. Okay? And he will deliver us. Verse number four says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. God's truth, with a capital T, God's truth shall be your shield and your buckler. Okay? So the truth that you have before you, which is the word of God, okay, is stronger than, than any lie that is out there. It's stronger than the many lies that are trying to be sown this season. Okay? God's truth is stronger. Okay? He, he's, he, he's our shield. His truth is our shield and our buckler. Verse number five, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by the day. Okay? Along with stress, stress is, is terror. You know, if you're afraid of something, it certainly brings on stress. So this is, this is saying here that you shall not be afraid for the terror by night or by day. Do you, do you go to sleep peacefully or do you go to sleep worrying about something and fearing something? Okay. You wake up in the morning, you know, again, remembering what you were fearful for last night and you bring that into the morning hours with you. Okay, you shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at your uh, at, at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Underline, please. But it shall not come nigh thee. Okay? I don't care with this COVID and everything going around. Okay? God wants us to use some wisdom. But let's not be getting so afraid for this pestilence that's out there, for this pestilence that's out there called COVID. Do not be afraid because it says there, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. So there may be others that are getting sick around you, but God is saying that it is not going to come near you. So rest in that. Rest in that. Again, God wants us to use some wisdom. Okay, to use some wisdom and do and do what should be done to keep ourselves in a sanitary as best as possible condition. But don't get the fear that I see so many in, especially Christians, you know, afraid to do this, afraid to do that. Just so afraid that this thing is out there. But God is saying it's not going to come nigh your dwelling. Okay, regardless of what you see going on around you. Maybe you heard of a neighbor or a family member even that has come down with this or any other disease for that matter. But that does not mean that it's going to come near you. If you trust in God, he will keep you safe. He'll keep you safe, okay? Verse number 8 says, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. Again, habitation, which is where you live. Then shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy, nigh thy dwelling. Underline that, please. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. These are the things that we need to think on. This is God's way, God's method of stress management. Okay? By us remembering and thinking on these things. Okay? Right? And if we're remembering and thinking on these things, then that prevents the stress. It is not after the fact. It prevents the stress from coming on. Okay? It prevents it. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that you cannot read this if you're if you've already got some stress, but the difference I'm making is that this can make everlasting a, a, a relief for you, stress relief for you. Whereas the world's way of stress management is only going to address things for the here and now. Juggling those little balls in your hand, you know, or doing a yoga position. It's not going to get to the root cause of that stress. God's management plan gets to the root cause of that stress. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen. 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 Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit have to remember that. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord. So everything for us as Christians, we, we, we put our faith in God, and our faith in God is based on spiritual realities that God has put in place. Okay? Okay, that's the reality for us. Okay? And if we keep those realities uh, 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 properly uh, in place in our lives, then stress is not going to be able to come upon us and just become become an everyday part of our lives. I, I know I know people that that live in a state of stress. Live, they go to bed with stress. They wake up in the morning with stress. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. okay, and 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 we don't need to be there. Now, all right, 
I've never said that that fear, you know, doesn't ever come upon a Christian, but it's because it certainly does. When the devil comes at us, suddenly it's there. Okay. Okay. And hopefully that fear, when it jumps into your life, it lasts for 30 seconds, maybe a minute, because right away you recoup and you remember who you are in Christ Jesus. Okay. Okay. And you run to your prayer closet or you run to the word of God or wherever it may be, or you just stop and you pray so that that thing does not take a foothold in your life. You see, that's where we, that, that's where we make the mistake many times. You know, when an issue drops, you know, develops in our lives, you know, be it a phone call, an email, something in the regular mail that comes, you know, or we talk to somebody, we see somebody we haven't seen in a while, and they give us a piece of bad news, unsettling news. We get, oh, gosh, you know, we, we, we fall back into that state of fear. And that is normal. That is normal. But the difference between us and someone in the world is that we should be able to recoup. We should be able to spring back and say, hold on, hold on. In the first place, I rebuke you, spirit of fear, because my Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So you have no place here. You coming on me or trying to come on me, spirit of fear, you're trying to trespass on illegal ground. I am a child of the living, living God. I am sealed by the Holy Spirit. So therefore, foul spirit of fear, you be gone in the name of Jesus. Remember, we can't do anything of ourselves, but we have the authority of the name of Jesus to rebuke those things from our lives. Okay? It goes along with fear and with stress. Okay? Fear, stress, anxiety, worry, all of those demons operate together. Fear being the strong man. So you have to bind him up and then confess the word of God, which you have plenty of here. Okay? Remember who you are in the Lord. Okay? No demon in hell can stand against you. Because in the name of Jesus, you are protected. You are protected. Amen. Just remember who you are. Okay? Verse number 10 again. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Do you realize realize that, that you have ministering angels assigned to you? This is scriptural. Okay? We cannot command angels. You know, as some have written in books and so on like that. We cannot command angels, only God can. We can pray and ask God to encamp his angels about us and so forth like that, okay? But God is in charge of those angels and not us, not us, okay? But it says right there that, that the, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways, okay? They shall bear thee up in their hands lest you dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample on the foot. Because he has set his love upon thee, therefore will I deliver him. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Amen. You know God's name? How often do you call on it? How often do you remember that you are dwelling in God's place? Okay. If you're bringing every situation to the Lord, then you're dwelling there. If you're praying to him regularly, then you're dwelling there. If you're thinking about him during the day, you're dwelling on him. And when I say praying to him, I just don't mean in the morning and noon and at night. You can pray to the Lord, I mean 24-7. I mean, if you're sleeping, you're not really praying. But but, but, but during the daytime, I mean, while you're in the shower, you're washing dishes, you're, you're in the car, you're sitting at your desk, whatever it may be. I mean, so many of us are working from home today. I mean, we sh- it should be very easy for us to be praying, praying to the Lord. You know, as often as possible. You, know, you, know, you don't have to stop and go run your Bible and say, okay, it's prayer time, Lord. Let me sit down and go into prayer. You don't have to do that at all. God knows where you are. God is there with you. Where you're sitting right now listening to this video, you know, God is there with you. You know, you know and, and, and one of the most effective, you know, one of the most effective types of prayer, I mean, you know, of course we're glorifying God and hallowed be thy name and so forth, but, but some of the most effective prayers is just you pouring out your heart to God right next to you or in the room where you are, just talking to him. Heavenly Father, I've got this thing coming up tomorrow morning, and gee whiz, I don't know what I should do. Lord, give me your wisdom in the name of Jesus. Give me your wisdom. Let your Holy Spirit give me the words to say. Oh, Lord, take this fear from me in the name of Jesus. Then you rebuke that spirit of fear in the name of Jesus because God gave you the authority to do so. Amen. Amen. Give me your peace. Give me your peace. Give me your peace. Okay. I rebuke you, spirit of depression, in the name of Jesus, because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Okay. And I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. These are the scriptures, you know, that will 
will, will, will take away the worry and the stress from you. These are the things that you can even say to God, repeat back to God. This is how we continually, this is how we abide with him. Okay? God doesn't have to be, you know, you shouldn't have God on, on a schedule, you know. I mean, we're, now, when I say that, I mean, of course I'm saying, you've heard me say many times, try to schedule some time in the morning and the evening and you know, some things like that to talk, to talk to God. But what I'm saying to you is that don't make those scheduled times the only time that you talk to God. Okay? I mean, there certainly is nothing wrong, you know, 10.30 we go to church. Okay, okay, even though right now Genesis 1 is not meeting in a physical building. We go to church every Sunday at 10.30, just like we did when we were going to church. That's our scheduled church time. All right, all right so we sit down, we, we put on the video, we read the Bible, and, and we go to church. You know, so that's a scheduled time. But all during the week, all during the day, every time a thought comes up, you know, I am praying to God. Praying to God. Many times my wife will say, you say something, Mike? And I say, no, I'm just praying. And that may be just a quick word that I may, may blurt out to God about something that, that happens to come up in my spirit. Okay? But these are, the, 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 this is God's plan, God's management plan for dealing with stress. Okay? Because God's involved. And that's the difference, from, difference uh, between God's plan for stress management and the world's way of stress management. God is not included in the world's plan for stress management. So to finish out uh, uh, Psalm 91 here, uh, 13 again, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample on the feet, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. All right? Okay, that's, that's I mean, that says a, a mouthful right there. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. If you call upon God, he'll answer you, okay? If you call upon God, he'll answer you. If you call upon God, he'll answer you, okay? And then in addition to answering him, it says there, and, and uh, I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him, okay? So if you call upon God when you're in trouble, then he will deliver you from that trouble, and he will honor you and lift you up, okay? So simply knowing that helps us to, to, to not fall victim to this thing that is called stress, just knowing that. This is because God is in the middle. And what you're doing is you are repeating back and reminding yourself what God himself says. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Beautiful. Psalm 91. Okay. Now, if you can't remember every single, every single one of those verses in there, just keep Psalm 91 in your, in, in your wallet. Okay. In your spiritual wallet. Keep Psalm 91 in your spiritual wallet. In other words, keep Psalm 91 foremost in your memory for when, when you, you're getting into a stressful situation or just for on a day-to-day -day basis to prevent stress from coming in, okay? I, mean, I don't know how many times I've read Psalm 91, okay? And I don't know how many times I will continue to read Psalm 91, okay? But, 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 but the, the psalm is so deeply rooted in my spirit that any hint any hint, any hint of, of the devil trying to get into my life to cause a problem, Psalm 91 pops right back into mind. Okay. Psalm 91 pops right back into mind. Okay. Now, now here's, here's another, here's an, another, another good Psalm. Uh, 27, Psalm 27. Okay. We're talking about God's plan for stress management. Psalm 27. God's plan for stress management. Okay. And you may have read these psalms before, but when you, when you read them even now, okay, and when you read them later, dwell on what the words are actually saying and get those words, those verses deep down in your spirit. Okay? All right? Okay? 27, verse number 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Boom. Boom. Drop the mic, as they say. Boom. Okay, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? What do you have to fear? Who do you have to fear? If God is your light and your salvation, there's nothing on this planet, on this universe, that you should fear because God is your light and he's your salvation. Light meaning that whatever's in your situation, whatever that darkness is, God's going to illuminate that darkness and blow it away. Okay, 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 because where there's light, darkness cannot be. Where there is light, darkness cannot be. You want to test that theory? If you have a bathroom around your house that does not have a window in it, okay, okay, or for that matter, your closet, 
It doesn't have have a, have a window in it or any light creeping under the door or put a towel under the door temporarily just for this experiment, okay? And you step into that closet and you close the door, that bathroom and close the door. Don't turn on the light with it dark in there. There's darkness there. But the instant you hit that light switch, boom, the darkness is gone. Okay? Light and darkness cannot occupy the same space and time. It is, it is physically impossible, spiritually impossible. Where there's darkness, the minute the light penetrates that darkness, and it's gone. The light of the Lord. The light of Jesus Christ. The minute that comes into your life, and, and, and any darkness that is in your life is going to flee. It's going to be gone. Okay? Right? And when you're bogged down with stress, and when you're walking back and forth with this heavy stress on your back, and you're going back and forth, you, you know, you're, you're, you're in essence, you're surrounded by you're surrounded by darkness. Illuminate your space. Illuminate your being with the light of Jesus Christ. And that darkness will be gone. It'll be gone. Okay? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Life Of whom shall I be afraid? He's your strength. Don't be feeling weak need. He can bring strength to you. Amen? Amen? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came up uh, upon me to eat upon my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Don't worry about those people who are trying to attack, to attack you. They're going to stumble and fall. God will take care of that. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Okay? All right? Okay? Okay? Though a host, verse 3, though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Okay? And when you're under attack, I mean, it feels like, it feels like, like there's a host. Sometimes your problem can be so big and so burdensome in your life, it may feel like there's an army of issues that's just besieging you and you're just, you're, you're barely able to stand up, you're barely able to fight it off. Remember what the scripture says. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Okay? You're a child of God. Child of God. You're a child of God. Remember that. Remember who you are. And don't let that stress and that fear settle in. Anything that's coming against you is going to fail. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, says the word of God. Okay? Okay? So none of those plans and things that may be out you, you know, at you from people or situations or, 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 or uh, anything else going on around you that feels troublesome, okay? Okay? It, it's, it's, not, it's not going to succeed as long as you remember who you are. And keep God in the mix. Okay. God's stress management plan involves having God in the center. Stress management plans of the world do not include God. Amen. Let me give you a host of good ideas, but they do not include God. Therefore, it's going to be short-lived. Amen. 27 continues to, think, to say, um, uh, to, uh, verse, 20, verse 5, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Okay? For in, in time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. You know what a tabernacle is? It's a tent. It's a tent. In scripture, a tabernacle, it, it was, it's a tent. Okay? So I'm saying, that, saying here, that God will hide you in, in, in his tabernacle. So if God has you in his tent, then you're under his covering because the tent covers there's walls, so it's surrounding you, okay? So if God is hiding you there, then the enemy can't find you and can't come against you, okay? Alrighty. So the way for, for, our to, for us to follow God's stress management, management program is to make sure that we are in his tabernacle, okay? To make sure that, um, um, uh, that we believe that spiritually this is indeed a reality, okay? Okay? By my being in constant contact with God, by my praying regularly, by my reading his word and, and, and consulting Holy Spirit, that, 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 that keeps me in his tabernacle. Why? Because it says that if I do, I'll be abiding with him. Okay. And if you're in his tabernacle, then you are in a place of safety. He, he shall set me upon a rock. Verse number six says, and now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. 
Again, six. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Highlight or bracket all of number six. Okay, That is so important. And, and now I shall, my, my, mine head be lifted above mine enemies. So you got these people, things, circumstances, whatever else, challenges going on and whatnot. You raise your head up above that. Raise your, raise your head up above that and know that you are in God's tabernacle, that God is there fighting for you, okay? In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, okay? All right? It says, my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will, yea, I will sing, yea, I will sing praise unto the Lord. How many of you, when you've got a real troublesome situation going on, how many of you can actually sing praises to God? How many of you out there, even for that matter, when you're in a challenging place, how many of you grab your uh, MP3 player or your phone with where you've got music on it, you know, you know, and start playing, start playing some Christian music, start playing some praise and worship music, and start praising God, and start praising Him, praising with joy, you know? That's the other thing that the enemy cannot stand. He cannot stand to hear praises of God going out. The enemy has to flee. He cannot occupy the same space where you've got your hands up like this and you're singing and you're praising God and you've got a joyful heart in your, in your chest beating away. You've got a joyful heart in terms of your spirit. Amen? 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 He, he can't stand praise. Okay. So when you're in God's tabernacle, in God's tent, then let's remember to praise him. Okay, right. and, and and many times during the course of the day, I mean, you can send up shouts of hallelujah praise to the Lord. It doesn't have to be so organized. Oh, Lord God, I magnify thy name. I just praise you. Lord, you are an awesome God. You know, think back on the things that he did for you. Think back on the, the difficult times, the tight spots that God already brought you through. Think back on those and how happy you were when God brought you out of that bad situation. Think about those things and praise God. Remember that. Okay, okay. And remember, just like David told Saul, he says that I will defeat Goliath and God will deliver me the same way he delivered me from that lion and the bear. Okay, remember the wonderful things that God did for you in the past and think in moving forward, God's going to deliver me the same way. This is God's plan for stress management. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whatever he did before, he'll do for you again. But you've got to remember that. You've got to remember. Sing praises unto the Lord. Seven, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. Okay? When thou said, seek you my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Can you say that today? Pause a second and say it right now. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Say it right now. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. And remember to do that. Don't just say it while you're sitting down listening to this uh, video, to this sermon. No. You say that and you mean it. And remember it. And remember it. That the first time that devil, that ugly demon raises his head in your life, you know, in the form of some bad news or something else going on or, or some annoyance or whatever, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Okay, and there you go, Lord, I'm seeking you, Lord, I'm seeking you, Lord, I, I'm looking for you, Lord, Lord, I'm looking for you, because he's right there. Okay, But it makes such a big difference when you have the willingness to do that. When you decide to do that, it makes such a big difference. Okay? So it says a couple of things. It says that you know that you cannot solve this thing yourself, that you're looking for God to help you. You're acknowledging the fact that you cannot do this yourself, that only God can fix this thing, whatever that is that's going on. Amen? Amen? My face, Lord, will I see. Okay? Okay? Yeah. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Your father, your mother, or anyone else forsakes you. God will take you up. 11, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. 
There's another thing you can remember, these scriptures remember, if you've got people that are lying on you. You're in the workplace, I mean, there's so much, you know, politics in the workplace. And I don't mean the outside politics, there's the politics of the workplace that we all, you know, go through. Many times people will start murmuring against you, you know. When that does, I mean, you know, you know, teach me thy way, O Lord, lead me in a plain path because of my enemy. You know, deliver me, uh, deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me. Okay? Give them to the God, give them to God, and ask God to lift you up or lift you out of that situation. Verse number 13 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Underline that, please. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord, and he will strengthen your heart. This is God's way of stress management. Far more effective. And it's everlasting. It's everlasting. Okay? Because as you go through this process, you wind up developing and building a strength in your spirit. You wind up developing and building a reliance on God. You, you wind up developing and, and, and recognizing that God is indeed who he says he is. Amen? Amen? Okay. A few more scriptures here. Let's go to Psalm 37. Go to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Psalm 37, and we want to start with, starting with verse number 3. We're just going to read 3 through 5. Psalm 37, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Okay? Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good, so thou so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Okay? Thou shalt be fed means provision. And that provision goes beyond food, whatever the need is at that particular time for you. But if you simply trust in God, he'll provide whatever is needed. He'll provide coverage, he'll provide words, he'll provide thoughts. Okay? If you're worried about finances, he'll provide those finances. Worried about illness, you God, God will provide healing. But trust in the Lord, that's the main thing there. Okay, because all of those things, finances, illness, you know, that you're worrying about, that becomes a stressful thing for you. Okay, so God says to trust him. Okay, verse number four. Delight, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Have some delight in the Lord. Delight in him. And five, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Okay? Commit means like um, to roll it over on him, to give it to him. You know? You've heard the expression, or, um, I had to, to commit, you know, so-and-so, you know, to the, uh, to the institution because I could no longer care for the person, so I had to commit them. You did not have the wherewithal to take care of them, so you gave them over to the, to the uh, institution there to care for them you know, be it illness or mental health issues or whatever it might be, but you have to commit them there. So, so commit, your, commit your problems, commit whatever it is that you think is stressing you out. Give it to God. Roll it over to him. Okay? And when you commit someone to an institution, your hands are not involved anymore. You may go by to visit and so forth, but your, your hands are not involved in the day-to-day management or care of that person. See, and that's what we as Christians need to learn to do with God. We need to get away from the day-to-day management and handling of the situations that are in our lives. Give it to him. Commit it to him. Roll it over on God. Roll it over on God. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. If you certainly commit someone, a family friend or loved one to, to an institution, of course, you may, if you had to do that, you know, you give it to them. And obviously you trust them to take care of them. And you're not involved in the day-to-day business of trying to, to manage what's going on. Okay. Okay. So, so, so roll it unto God. And, and, and this is all about choices, too. It's all about do you choose to do it. You know, even people in the world, even worldly people recognize that we have choices. You know, you've heard the old, you know, as a glass uh, half empty or half full, how you look at it, okay? okay. We all have neg- negative Nancys in our lives, okay? We all have neg- negative Nancys in our lives, either at work or at home or even at home, 
uh, the people in the family, whatever, we have negative Nancys around, you know. But the thing is, though, how do you choose to address those negativities coming from those people? Again, you have the choice. You have the choice. Okay? And I do. I've known many negative Nancys. I, I do still know negative Nancys, you know. And, and it's unfortunate. I mean, I pray for them, and as the Holy Spirit so guides, you know, I try to minister to them and everything to get them from those negative confessions out of their mouths. You know, they forget that what you speak out of your mouth helps to bring about your physical reality. Amen. 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 So, so, so even negative nasties, but, 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 but how do you choose to receive those negative confessions? You don't have to. You know, you, you, can, you can certainly re- reject them. You know, rebuke them in the name of Jesus. You know, so stress indeed is in the mind. Okay, because according to the word of God, it depends on how we choose to believe. And it's always, it's always about choices. It's always about choices, okay? If we go to Philippians 4, Philippians 4, and just a few more scriptures here, and then we're going to close. Philippians 4, verse number 6. Philippians 4, verse number 6. And we see there, uh, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Okay? Be careful for nothing. In other words, don't care for anything. Don't carry cares for anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I love the, the, the... Verse number seven, it kind of just wraps it all up in a nice bow with a bow. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So in other words, then, if you don't worry about anything, but give everything in prayer to God and just trust in him, just trust in him, okay? Okay? That then this peace will come upon you, which passes understanding. You know, you know, you know. The things may be going on at work there and, and so forth and, uh, uh you know, people may be uh, being let go and so forth, and you go to God and you pray about it and you give it to him. Lord, people are being terminated. People are being let go because of the times that are going on. And think, you know, you know, Lord, I give it to you. You know, you know, do with me as you will. I trust you, Lord. I trust you to, to manage and handle my career and my job and so on. And then you give it to God, and then you will have a peace. You have a peace. You may have heard me talk about one time when I was, you know, working in the secular world there in management and people were indeed being laid off and, you know, you would literally come back from lunch. It was an engineering firm. You come back from lunch and you find a pink slip, the old proverbial pink slip on your desk, which meant that you were being terminated. I, of course, God managed me through, took me through, carried me through that whole process and I never was terminated, thanks God. I always had a project uh, to work on an engineering firm. But uh, many times people would say, aren't you worried about what's going on? I said, no. I tell them, no. Well, why are you not worried? In other words, they're saying, why are you at such peace? And I say, well, if you have time for lunch, you want to go to lunch, you got a little, little time, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'm not worried. Amen. So I had a peace which would pass, which passes understanding to the world. They don't understand how I could be, be at peace in a situation like that. But I know God. I know God is going to take care of me. And even something else I say to you, saying of God, if you're in a situation with, in terms of employment, if you are um, uh, uh, let go, you know, terminated or whatever it may be because of the economy or whatever, whatever may be going on in your job there, uh, re- remember that God will indeed take care of you. Okay? And the door that he permits to close in your life, God is going to open a bigger door that is, is greater. So even with that, you do not be worried. Do not be concerned. Do not be concerned at all. God is there, and he will provide. He'll take you through. Amen? Amen. So again, just real, real quickly there, it says, be careful for nothing. Uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Okay? So, and then in, in, in winding down here, one more scripture here. If we uh, go to Peter 5, verse number 7. Peter 5. First, first Peter, I'm sorry, 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5, 
Verse number seven. Here it is again. This is again, casting all your care upon him. Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Remember that. God cares for you. So therefore, all you need to do is to cast all of your care upon him. Give it to God because he cares for you. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring mind, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Okay? So remember that. The devil is out there, and he's trying to find any way possible to just sweep you up. Okay? And devouring, in this case, we're talking about stress, puts you in a, part, in, in a state of uncontrollable stress. You're just, you, you, you're just totally bent out. You, you can't function because you're worried about whatever's going on. And the devil walks around seeing whom he can find to devour. Okay, And the person, he, the person that he can devour is that person who is not uh, uh, strongly rooted in God, who doesn't know that he's out there, you know, just walking around seeing who he can get. Amen. So the fact that you know that already puts you in the advantage. Knowing that you know that puts you in the advantage. Okay. All right. It goes on to say that whom resist, uh, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal, eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that we have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, and strengthen you and settle you. Okay? And settle you. So all you have to do is just simply wait and trust on the Lord, and he will indeed bring you through. All right? He will bring you through. You know, and, and, and how good are we at casting our cares upon Jesus? That's another one of the questions. You know, you know? Or do we oftentimes fight with holding on to that care and, and just trying to, to hang on to it as much as we can because we think we can find a way out? Amen? So remember, God's stress management uh, plan is far greater than anything that the world can offer you. Okay? And again, I say exercise, you know, plenty of sleep and all those things, getting rest. And whatnot is certainly, you know, it's, it's nice and it's a good thing to do. But those plans that the world tells you, you know, steal, uh, what do you call it, stress balls and squeezing little rubber things and meditation and, 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 and self-hypnosis, which is the wildest one of the things that I've heard. But anyway, I'm saying, dude, those things are all short-lived. They may make you feel better momentarily. The way we need to manage stress is through the word of God and by consulting and seeking his face and making sure that we are in his pavilion at all times. He's our hiding place. Okay? Amen. So praise God. Remember that, and, and be stress-free in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Heavenly Father God, that these words that have gone forth today, O oh Lord God, shall be deeply rooted in the spirits and hearts and minds of the hearers today, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that they shall always turn to you when they are in situations that are bringing on stress, O oh Lord God. I pray, O oh Lord God, that these words shall be kept deeply rooted in their spirits, that these words cannot be stolen away by the evil one when he comes their way in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and we praise you in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Stop by and visit us at www.genesis-one.org. And pray, I pray that you come on back the next time and, uh, and, and keep, keep listening to these words, okay? God is there for you, and God wants to touch you in his own special way. So go forth this day and be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen.